episodes of Finding Monster Right. Show about Finding Monsters, right? <laughs> I'm your host, Adam. I'm your host, Allie. What's up, little monsters? It's <laughs> <laughs> just still not for it. Uh, but yeah, we are... Sorry. <laughs> we are back uh, at my place. We want to do something special. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're... Because that, that in-person chemistry is so, so rich. Oh, yeah. No, we had no problems. <laughs> is as, as rich as a bayou tycoon mm. who might operate a mermaid restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is where most of the episodes of Finding Monsterite magic were made, yes? Yes, uh, I, I would say so. Uh, and this, uh, the, the media that we've watched is a nexus point of a lot of different... Of our uh, popular themes of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, today we're talking Mako, Jaws of Death, the shark movie about loving Bigfoot. Written by Robert W. Morgan. Bun, dun, dun. Robert Ryder Morgan. <laughs> you saving that one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, our 10th uh, and 11th episodes of this podcast are probably one of our, some of our bests. <laughs> like our crown jewel that we kicked the, the show off of with. Oh. Uh... Yeah, yeah, they were... Uh, they were part of the inspiration for the show, at least. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, uh, this weird Bigfoot manual that I found. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of eccentric writer mm. who, uh, like, has has it out for fat people. Uh, uh, who loves his forest giant friends that live in the, the woods around him. Mm-hmm. And he, he's very particular about gathering, like, scat samples and... <laughs> And cataloging all his, like, loving, uh, I would say bromantic relationship with, uh, with the big feet. Noted T-poser, noted monster fucker, Robert Wilderness Morgan. Yeah, if you, uh, if you did not mi- have missed those episodes, I would highly recommend going back and hearing them if you're a newer listener. Robert, wow, we made it to 100 episodes, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. I we've said it before. He this is Robert Morgan's a regular man. <laughs> Terrifying. Yes. Terrifying to consider. Uh we uh he wrote two movies that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh one of them is Mako uh, Jaws of Death. This year. Uh 2022. 1976. Oh, I'm Adam, I'm queer. We can't it can't be 1976 because if that were the year I wouldn't exist yet. Okay. They didn't invent gay people. <laughs> Until uh, 1994. I, I think this movie would would uh, posit to disagree with that. Mm. Well, his other movie of this year is called, was it, uh, Sh- Sh- Slaughter Man? Blood? This year, 2022, <laughs> he made a movie called Bloodstalkers. In 1976, he also made a film called Bloodstalkers. Mm. Uh, we watched the trailer for that briefly, and there's a shot of him as an actor. And he uh, is not what you pictured, right? Yes, terrifyingly, I was going to quasi joke but not really say like the one on the left is hot and then adam paused the movie and was like oh that guy on the left that's robert w morgan and i (laughs) listeners when i tell you i had a a crisis 
in that moment. I still haven't recovered from. I'm not at my A game. Yeah, no, I I think he uh, it, my, everyone's thirst, first thought is that he looks like uh, like Patrick Rothfuss, mm-hmm. <laughs> like kind of like a kind of a wise and bearded. I pictured like Mister Rogers, but with a goatee and more hate. <laughs> right, but no, he looks. He's like. You know, shaven, got a red mustache. Real American history X look to him. Uh-huh. Without the swastika. I don't think he's racist. Well, I don't know for sure. I think he well, ha- he's not a Nazi. Yeah, he's not a Nazi. No. <laughs> I think he hates to a good start. <laughs> I He might have something against humans. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> As like a general whole. Uh, so uh, th- we watched the movie that he wrote. <laughs> Basically, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it came out the year after uh, Jaws. It was being produced before Jaws was released. Mm. So it's almost, it's not a Jaws ripoff, I would say. It's proto. They just put Jaws in the name because that's what was selling. Yeah, I think maybe they might have, like, how long was this movie in production for? I It, it couldn't have been more than longer than, I, I don't have the exact figures. But I, I will say that... Uh, it, Do you, you know, think maybe they saw the movie Jaws and went and out and shot an entire movie? <laughs> really, really quickly? Well, Robert W. Morgan probably had, like, a script floating around. Floating. Because, because he's, like, he's, like, one of these, like, crazy people who's got, like, some script that's just... And he just keeps, like, trying to sell it to people. And so, 1975... Uh, you hear whispers from Universal Studios that they're making a shark movie. Well, we got to get a shark picture out there. What scripts do we have? Yes. Robert W. Morgan. That's the only one. Okay, <laughs> we're filming it. And uh, boy, did they film this. Uh, <laughs> filmed without the benefit of cages, mechanical sharks, or other protective devices. Yes, they're very proud of putting that in the very front of the movie. Like, hey, thank you for risking your life and limb with these sharks that are honestly... Not having a good time on this film set. Yes, uh, they. Uh, this movie takes a unique perspective on sharks, ones yeah. that uh, I think uh, follow the wake of Jaws like don't really do, which is they cast the sharks as the big villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with this one, it's more like no humans are the villains; the sharks are troubled. Yeah, and uh, the protagonist has a very a noteworthy relationship with, with these sharks mm-hmm. ones that calls to mind uh, a past work or a future work of bobby dubs yes uh, so what happens in this movie it starts off with some fishermen who like are catching sharks uh but a scuba man climbs aboard their vessel grabs a harpoon and kills them wow and that's the film uh, yeah, we we spend some time with our protagonist, Sonny Stein. Sonny Stein, who... Uh, lives on an island. He lives on an island and he feeds sharks. And he's friends with a scientist who... They have a very long talk about how, well, science doesn't understand everything. They just understand what they've seen. Science is bad, actually. You and can... Bigfoot is real and definitely wants to fuck me. Yes. Robert uh, W. Morgan, I mean Sonny. Sharks are very analogous with uh, Bigfoot in this... And his relationship of science doesn't understand. <laughs> like, you know, what you want to look at them in a lab? They're not going to act the way that you want in a lab. No one's ever observed a wild shark birth before. Well, science won't believe us if we just say that we observed a wild shark birth. They want to see it done in a lab. What do you think wild means? And also what? And also what? 
you describe this uh, this character as the scientist character as his friend. I would not say that. No, he is uh, he's straight out of like Indiana Jones mm. with his uh, f- foreign pocket wearing collar having. He <laughs> like has villainous. A, he has too many pockets. He has too many collars. He has too many sunglasses. It gave me claustrophobia watching this guy's fit. <laughs> yes, and uh, he basically Sonny's like, all right, we'll talk later in this film. Mm. Uh, Sonny goes to uh, a dive bar, pun intended. Yeah, uh, that is all fitted out with an aquarium, mm-hmm. a giant tank where a, a a lady dancer dances underwater. Yes, she wears something very shiny, a shiny bathing suit, and thrashes around like a dying salmon. They refer to her as an aqua maid, like a mermaid. Um, <laughs> it's truly stupid. Yes. I mean, I think it might be supposed to be stupid in universe. Yeah, uh, it's kind of uh, kind of kooky. Yeah. Uh, sh- uh, the restaurant's run by a real large man, mm-hmm. a rotund, a uh, whalemer shapes gentleman. Okay. Well, we. <laughs> uh, he's always chomping on a foot long cigar. That's true. It's it's very much a manifestation of Robert W. Morgan's fat phobia. Yes, he he is very much against this character. Uh, and uh yeah that's his that's his wife in the tank uh she does uh, and you know everyone's upset that with uh that she doesn't uh, he doesn't think that she's capturing everyone's attention uh despite uh sunny being very intrigued by her hmm. uh, we forgot to mention two of the other characters uh there's two <laughs> incomprehensible <laughs> gentlemen yes I cannot understand a word they're saying because the sound quality on this film is so bad. Yeah, they did not. They skimped on uh, audio. This whole version, this whole movie is available for free on YouTube on like multiple uploads. Right. And the sound quality is bad on all of them. I don't believe it was recorded in a way that made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, these two gentlemen, they're on the island uh, with him. Uh, they're on, let's, oh, uh, so he lives on an island yeah. near, in this bayou, and uh, underneath his little latch board is a, uh, is his, it's like a, what do you call it? What's the opposite of a peninsula? An inlet? Uh, a tributary? It's connected to the ocean. A pond. The shark! Guys, the pond! There's a pond under his, uh, under his house where the sh- sharks live, his buddy sharks. Yeah. You, you know that this is your favorite actor in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a very cute little shark. Named Sammy. He was just, like, swimming around being named Sammy and stuff. Yeah, Sammy was very fun. And uh, the, the, there's his pregnant wife, um, Matilda. Sammy's pregnant wife. Yeah. They had a shark wedding. <laughs> <laughs> they had little rings, but they don't have any fingers. So it wasn't binding. They can still fuck around if they want. Oh, open seas marriage. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> these two gentlemen on the island, they're like, you know, oh, man, this guy loves sharks so much that those babies are going to look like him. Yeah, which is what we were joking about. And what I really wanted to actually happen in the movie was for him to fuck a shark for sure. Yeah, he only far- <laughs> he only uh, fucks a shark maybe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so... Honestly, he might have fucked a shark. We'll get into it. So, he's in this dive bar. Mm-hmm. And there's these guys. They're bad guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they, uh, uh, the, it's a 70s movie, so there legally has to be a scene, otherwise it doesn't count as a movie. That was part of the Hayes Code back then. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, yeah, they, they follow the lady, uh, and all, along the way, uh, they're, st- uh, 
you know, Sunny pulls over, stops them, mm-hmm. and, and you know kicks them aside and saves her. Uh, good protagonist stuff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but then, in the creepiest way possible, he goes to like the uh, the ship park. And it's very much like, I'd love to take you home, but I have to feed my friends. <laughs> I have to feed my friends. And they we're... get ever so impatient if I don't feed them something pretty. I was 70% sure this was going to take a turn. <laughs> uh, well, because Push, we... <laughs> stab, run away. I'm sunny and I have no nipples on my body. We've historically seen him kill people in this movie. That's how it starts. Yeah. Our hero kills people. Mm-hmm. That don't like sharks. Yeah. So they have a very long scene where she eventually hops on the boat with him, goes to the island. And on the island, uh, she tends to one of his wounds from the battle. And he introduces her to his shark buddies. His friends. Yes. Uh, My (laughs) friend Sammy and Matilda. You see, Matilda is pregante. And meanwhile, she's all like, oh, I might be falling in love with you. No one's ever witnessed a live shark birth. I want to see it. We also learn about his his shark powers. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, <laughs> during the war. Yes, <laughs> back when he was a marine salvager in the Philippine Islands. Flashback to the war in the Philippine Islands, <laughs> the Philippine Islands, Philippines, USA. <laughs> yes, uh, he's running from two soldiers. <laughs> he dives into the water with the sharks. It's kind of like a you know, oh no, wh- which way will I go? He swims through the ocean. And uh, they chase after, but the sharks don't attack him. They attack his assailants. Mm-hmm. Uh, he washes up on shore. And he looks up, and there's a shaman. <laughs> a Filipino shaman. <laughs> From the ancient land of Philipponia. Who looks like an, who looks like an actor. <laughs> I mean, he's in a film, yeah. And what do you mean he looks like an actor? <laughs> they didn't get a real shaman for this movie. Hey, wait no, a minute. Yeah, they- uh, let me. This I, movie's rigged. I think they did about as much research into Filipino sh- shamans as they did uh, what into research. What there? I don't think there are Filipino shamans anymore. Aren't they? Aren't they mostly Catholic? Uh there is a like. I don't think they're sharks. I don't uh, think they're shark worshippers. Because this guy is just sitting near the beach, behind like a giant shark-shaped sh- surfboard, in front of a giant shark-shaped surf, in front of a giant shark. Like, temple thing, but it's like, it's just a little shark shrine, and inside the shark shrine is a little box, and he opens the box, and there's this shark medallion, which looks like a, a white shark tooth with a amethyst glued to it. Yeah, in a little circle. Yeah. It looks like an upside-down Illuminati symbol. And he gives that to Jake Sully <laughs> for uh, for being the best at, at sharks. I-, I love it because it this is clearly their most precious object at this shark temple. And this, this white savior washes up, and he's just like, oh, quick, take this. <laughs> it'll, it'll protect you from sharks. Uh, why could he be protected from sharks before even having this? I don't know. Uh, wh- wh- why doesn't the, the shaman already wear this? I uh, uh, But anyway, he's returned to the bayou with this. And, uh... He... Are they in the bayou? Because they're in the, the... They're in the Keys. Yeah, uh... That's not where the bayou is. <laughs> I guess, uh, Key West. Oh, a still... A stilt house on Key West. Yeah. So, uh, on Key West... Is where he lives, and uh, yeah, he shows uh, the sharks to this girl, and he like kind of swims and dances with them a little bit. And, dances. Yeah, he he gets 
and naked except for his underwear, and he dives in. And he has no nipples on his body. You've pointed that out several times. I'm so... Disturbed? Intrigued? I'm not sure. Okay. With me, it's always such a thin line, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, she goes back home to uh, to her husband, uh, who's uh, also not wearing a shirt, in a very dist- in a very upsetting way. I don't think I saw his nipples. I don't remember. I don't know why I'm fixated on this, folks. Um, anyway, so he's a bad guy, and he's all like, what, they try to review all oh, those are my best customers. Uh, he's on the Supreme Court. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he, not a uh, not a good man. No, bad uh, guy. Uh, he, go, he goes swimming in his little, like, fenced-off area, and uh, hearing about this shark man gives him an idea. Yeah. Uh, we should get a lava girl in here, <laughs> and, like, then we'll have a franchise. Mm. Where What's George Lopez doing? <laughs> Can he be a teacher robot? So... Uh, <laughs> He he buys the sharks from Sonny with a chance, uh, and Sonny with a chance is all like the sharks are mine. No one can own a shark. The only thing that can own a shark is the sea. And then he's just like, "Oh, good. Why don't you sign this bill of sales?" Hey, it's just something when the insurance people get off my back. It's not. I'm not a bad person doing a scheme right now. Hey, don't worry about it, Baba Kanoosh. And then he does a scheme. Oh no! Also. After Sonny with a Chance leaves, and the woman who has gone from, like, a sparkly bikini to, like, this amazing, like, flamenco pajamas outfit to this amazing backless dominatrix outfit. Yeah, no back. Uh, Her collar is longer than her shoulders. Drip after drip after drip after drip. She's got that snake bracelet. She has that snake. She has, like, a snake bracelet bracelet thing wrapped around her bicep that looks like every girl I've ever dated. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, she's she's dressed to kill, and, or dressed to, to kiss. Or dressed to die. Uh, <laughs> yes, in, in that order, actually. So, uh, no, it, she, she kisses him as he leaves uh, Sunny with a Chance uh, when her husband isn't there, because he is conventionally attractive, and her husband is unattractive and also a bad person. Yeah, uh, uh, speaking of, he set up a frequency device, <laughs> and hearing this guy explain technology, is he, he's no Leonardo, let me just say that. <laughs> Look, it's just a matter of applying the correct, it's just a matter of the correct applications of Not alternating current. <laughs> yeah, it's, and uh, yeah, he, he plays frequencies that make this, uh, the shark go angry. They've installed a plexiglass divider uh, in, like, the tank so that the, the aqua maid is safe. And uh, they have a performance uh, where he is very upset. Uh, uh, he, he, first of all, Sonny's watching this like with with bated breath, uh, and he he lo- he's watching this performance with love in his his eyes, Mo- probably for the shark. Yeah, yeah. And uh, meanwhile, oh uh, yeah, meanwhile he's like playing with the frequencies and making him upset. Some I don't know why, but and I, I said in a better movie he would have like kind of been giving up these sharks for the girl, uh, but he he also has agreed to the scientist. He's like, yeah, sure, you can watch Matilda. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I see you've got a bunch of dead sharks in the in the hallway of this of this science lab. Why are there a bunch of dead sharks hanging from the ceiling? I've been in an ichthyology lab. You don't just hang sharks from the ceiling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So he drops off Matilda there. He gets mad at the bar. And he starts to swear vengeance mm-hmm. against all these people that have wronged sharks. Uh, starting with, a, uh, he sees a man at the, the pier who is you know, like, showing off this giant shark that he caught. 
But he really caught it. He bought it from the, the our two uh, fuck-a-bucks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, not the same fuck-a-bucks, I think. It's the same fuck-a-bucks. No, 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 no. Those two fuck-a-bucks at the bar that the lady are, uh, are, were... Uh, attempted. Like, attempted with the lady. They, uh, let's make sure that they, <laughs> you know, that their, their reputations are clear. Uh, those were two different chuckle fucks. Wasn't one of them? They were, they were the two that were on the ship that he's, he's about to encounter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, he goes up there and they are, they're killing sharks. Killing sharks for real. <laughs> it was very upsetting, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, no. They kill, like, multiple dead sharks have appeared in this movie so far. Which is not a good, it doesn't match the message of the film. <laughs> no, no. They killed these sharks as to be props in the movie to show how bad it is to kill sharks. And yeah. they also kill a shark on camera. Oh, yeah, it's really rough. The bad guys kill a shark on camera, but, like, when you film The Godfather, <laughs> like, when Mr. Father kills a guy, it's a, it's a, it's a movie. He's not doing it for real. Yeah. I haven't seen it. But, like... <laughs> when he kills those oranges, they're not, they're not really dead. They're actors. Right, yeah. You, like, it's, it's dumb... It's frankly evil, and it's a decision that can only have come from Robert's wild priorities, Morgan. Yeah, they, they don't, they don't uh, leave the guns and take the cannolis. They come back for the guns. What? That's a line from The Godfather. Oh, I haven't seen it. Does Mr. Father say that one? <laughs> yes, that, that's a line from Mr. Father. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, they, so he... The name's Father. Godfather. <laughs> Uh, Sonny sees this, he swims up with his scuba gear, and he gives them both, uh, like, fitting deaths. He's a very, like, karma-based. He's almost like a serial killer. Like, he's like a Jason type. <laughs> I, that was the whole most horrifying way you could have said that. <laughs> he gives them very fitting deaths. I think they'll yeah. suit them well. It's I, almost like karma, almost like a divine manifestation <laughs> of justice. He's like a serial killer. I think he's on the hook for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think serial killers make puns in real life. No, he's just deadly silence. Hey, come to our podcast where the serial killers make puns. Just go to true crime if you want real serial killers. Yeah, this is... We are not a true crime podcast. We discuss fictional crimes. Fictional crimes, well, sometimes, sometimes real crimes. Yeah, like Mako the Jaws of Death. Like stealing a Yeti hand. Oh, I guess that is a real crime. That's a real crime. Uh, but yes, Robert... Uh, uh, Sonny throughout all these sequences is like deadly silence and he you can tell that he loves sharks more than people mm -hmm. and his like you know protection from them I feel it comes from a, a deep a, a deep place with with Rob Bobby Dubs I, I think yeah. Robert Morgan is like using this to like if they ever take Bigfoot from me if scientists get involved and if scientists come and they kill Bigfoot my god I'll kill every science man in the world so yeah, uh, my impression of Robert. He hangs up one of the guys uh, like by a hook, like the sharks were hanging, and the other one he like puts the hook in his mouth and like drags him behind the ship. Yeah, very gruesome. Yeah. So he also kills the fat guy by cutting a hole in his little net so that the sharks can swim through, and the guy spends like ten minutes going like, "What is it? Do you want money? What is it? Do you want my wife?" Do you want to fuck me? Do you want to fuck me, Robert W. Morgan? You want a personal spaceship? I'll give you a personal spaceship. Do you want a big hug? Do you Is want the... that what you want from me, Robert? Do you want the moon? I'll, I'll, I'll tie a rubber down and pull it down for you. 
And then no, and then it turns out Robert wants the uh, he he wants the sharks to eat the fat man, and yeah. then he goes to the dancing club. Well, uh, before that, he uh, he goes to the scientist. Oh yeah, he goes to the scientist, and he's like, "Hey, by the way, I want Matilda to have her babies in the ocean where she belongs." And then and he's like, "I thought you would come back tomorrow." Oh no! Oh no! Oh. I, I was <laughs> the crime that I committed will be fixed tomorrow. And then uh, he opens the door, and oh my God, Matilda's on the dead thing table she's on a slab and her babies are out and the babies are dead all the fetuses from the sharks my god why did we legalize shark abortion uh, he, no. he, he like smiles and holds up the baby he's like <laughs> smiling because he's like trying to grimace but also the actor is clearly not able to take this <laughs> scene seriously because he why, like at this point he's realized like what the fuck am i doing he's also very uh, he's like grabbing a shark fetus like no <laughs> He's also very street smart about sharks more than book smart, as you mentioned. Mm. Uh, like, what was it? What were you telling me about these babies? Oh yeah. Uh, so these fetuses of, of this shark, only one of them would probably be alive. Like all the others would be eaten by the strongest one inside the the shark womb. Yes. So he he like doesn't understand. It. He's like, you know, streets of the sharks like they're like a human family. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, you'll be raising your kids, your wife, and. And me, your, your your uncle. Me, the uncle who fucks everybody. Yes. Uh, and yeah, that, that's oh, also what... important to note. Uh, none of these sharks are Makos. <laughs> right. These are all tiger sharks from the looks of it. Uh, and the Jaws of Death don't really describe anything in this movie. No. They just uh, put Jaws in the title because 1976. Also, reportedly, and I had to look this up, apparently they did have, they did remove the shark's teeth. Oh, Yeah. Oh, you mentioned that a couple times. They removed the shark's teeth before they like, have, before they like bit the actors and stuff, which is, just like killing the sharks, like really fucked up to do. Yeah, no, that, that's a that, that's Inclu- bad news. Including earlier in the movie, remember, I pointed out one of the sharks I think was actually a gravid female that they tore the teeth out of, so they would have had to kill it, or like release it back into the wild so they actually did all of the things that the <laughs> villains of the movie did yes to, to film this shark movie uh, uh he sneaks into the bar he oh cut- he kills the scientists by throwing them into the sharks yes he throws the scientists in the, in the sharks yeah uh he goes into the bar he opens the plexiglass uh so that when the performance happens a shark a real shark bites this lady mm-hmm. no teeth but like it's a lady getting bitten yeah actually that was probably gay Oh, yes, yes, that was gay Ingram. The whole movie, Adam was like, are they gay? Are those guys gay? Because it's the 70s, and no one was quite sure. Yeah, I, I, the, the, the two buddies from earlier, like, they're very handsy with each other. Yeah. They, uh, and, and, the, bar, and the bartender, he's got that green shirt, mm-hmm. that sailor outfit. As, so, uh, yeah, and I, then, I felt it. I, I knew there was a gay in my presence. Yes, and then the last, well, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. And then the last credited person in the movie uh is stunt woman stunt girl is how she's credited gay ingram and i was like someone in the movie was gay in fact (laughs) right so she gets bitten and uh everyone that saw this performance is freaking the fuck out yeah and then sunny freaks out because he's like no 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 listen the sharks are more afraid of you than you are of them don't pass a bounty on them because the whole like side uh, motivation here is that the federal government or the government of Florida or something is uh, proposing 
And they start putting bounties on these sharks. Yeah, they're proposing that they're going to put bounties on these sharks uh, to, you know, for for culling them, which is something that actually did happen following, like, the whole Jaws consciousness thing that oh, we wow. talked about in our shark episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he's freaking out because he's realized that he's, in the long term, going to do more damage to these sharks by portraying them as murderers. By committing multiple acts of shark terrorism, it turns out he terrorized people against sharks. Yeah, when he, like, literally commanded sharks to eat people, people are like, oh, I, got, I can't get any by sharks. He's like, no, they're peaceful. <laughs> Too late, bro. Yeah. Uh, there's a very dark and hard to see uh, scene. It's a hurricane going on. Uh, wind's blowing. He's traveling to his island. Sheriffs are after him with guns. Uh, he fights a couple of them. And he's finally, like, has a showdown in his um, in his cabin. Yeah. Uh, there's one on the ground, and he's, like, firing. He's got his gun. And he's like, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do this to the sharks. He's like, I didn't want to do this. I just wanted to save the sharks. I didn't want to murder anybody. I didn't want anybody to get hurt. I just wanted to save the goddamn sharks. And then he rips off his medallion and jumps into the water. And Sammy, the really cute shark, eats him. Yes, Sammy uh, does away with with, with Sonny. Uh, and you see in like, a very Twilight Zone way that zooms in on the, the necklace. Mm-hmm. Maybe it did have magic powers. Ooh, maybe. Uh, this mess- the movie does not have a good message. No. No, uh, and uh, I think that, uh, in fact, uh, all these shark crimes that happen in real life because of this movie proves a point. Yeah. And that point is that this movie's not really about sharks. This movie is yeah. a message. Yes. Uh, sharks in an analogy, and the the this voice is coming from Robert uh, Ouija Board Morgan. Uh, he is d- encrypted in here that Bigfoots are not to be messed with. Uh, I okay. will protect these creatures. If this, if he had forest giants available, he would not make this movie in the exact same way. No, he would have made it about Bigfoot. Yes, and he would not have dead big feet about. He cares too much about them. Certainly not, yeah. Which so, is why he doesn't care about sharks. Right. Uh, he's uh, hypocritical in that sense. Yeah. So, Which is uh, funny because he also hates hippies. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good joke. Thank you. <laughs> Hippie Hayden... Fat person Aiden. Uh, he, he, uh, Robert W. Morgan will hop on his shuttle bike and go all the way to Hollywood, which was his goal with his project. <laughs> uh, but, but sadly, he uh, had committed more to uh, Bigfoot ser- services. Yes. Uh, now, since our uh, episode, 90 episodes ago, mm-hmm. you've done a lot of research into Robert W. Morgan. Would you, uh, would you care to explain? I Happily. He's a, he's a man. Uh, and he, uh, he's currently retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's some, like, I don't know their relationship, but he's got, like, a little buddy. Who, like, a now, little buddy who's 55. Yeah, 55-year-old little buddy who, like, keeps track of his, um, his affairs. And he's kind of inherited his collection. And, um, sorry, I'm, I was hoping to pull it up on here. Oh, there it is. This is what Facebook looks like now, huh? It's in dark mode. Can you poke Robert W. Morgan? Yeah, uh... I'm upset that they got rid of the poke still. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry. Poke. Wow, you like me? Question mark? It's very <laughs> It's I very do. confusing. All right, cool. You're great. All right, so this is the uh, the description of the Robert W. Morgan's project page. This page is about the life and works of a very interesting man. Many know Robert from his years of research on the forest giants Bigfoot Sasquatch. He has two very well-known books in publication. Soul Snatchers and 
and Bigfoot Observer's Field Manual. Snow Snatchers! Jump into a surprise! Soul Snatchers! Look out, it's an avalanche! If you don't think we're gonna do Soul Snatchers on this on this show, you're mistaken. Uh, so... Uh, Get the it, truck! The souls are safe! Yeah! Soul Snatchers! Truck avalanche place that comes with everything you see here, Robert W. Morgan. No! No, Grandma, you're dying! <laughs> Quick, someone call the Snow Snatchers. Soul, soul Snatchers! You'll get caught up in the Soul, soul Snatchers. Why well, have an urn when you can have your grandma's soul on your on your countertop? I liked mine better. <laughs> uh, in his early years, he worked in film and sound. His film, Bloodstalkers, which he wrote, produced, directed, and starred in its cult classic and is, and is in the process of having a sequel done titled The Return of the Bloodstalkers, a working title. It is, it is not in the process of anything. Uh, prior to these... To those accomplishments, a young Morgan was recruited to do some government, with quotes, work overseas. I'll leave it at that. I think this might... <laughs> Go on. Uh, the man has seen a lot of, quote, things. Today, you can, quote, Google the name and read for hours about Robert. Moving forward, it will take much time and effort to tell his stories. Many are written, many are not. There are, there are only, quote, hints. Now, real quick. Yeah. Does Robert W. Morgan have any military record whatsoever? For example, Citizen Spy, his book about working undercover in the mafia, under the guidance of the FBI and the DEA. Oh, okay. There's probably no, uh, I thought it was a military thing. Uh, he was not paid. <laughs> he did it because he wanted to know who was selling drugs at his daughter's grade school. Okay, that's a beautiful mind situation. Yeah. I don't think anyone was selling drugs at his daughter's grade school. I don't think that's a thing that people actually do in real life. Who sells drugs to elementary school kids? It led to the Vatican Bank and a huge money laundering scheme. Who knew? Question mark. No one. No one knew. Okay. More like who Q. Am I right, ladies? Uh, Watergate burglar Frank Sturgis walked into Robert's office in Miami one day and asked if Robert could help write his life story. The two became fast friends, and remained friends until Frank's, quote, murder in 1993. So was he murdered or not? <laughs> the stories are out of this world. Years of research and collaboration on many projects are here in Robert's files. From Bigfoot to Cuba and Castro, uh, to pirates and conspir conspirators to assassinations of presidents. All of those things except Bigfoot are real <laughs> things, or were, or are. And even a hair salon in the White House. That's just the tip of the iceberg, as they say. We'll be busy and welcome any and all inputs. I'll reach out for help along the way. I hope you are there when we need you. Keep an eye out for what's ahead. It's going to be a fun ride. <laughs> That's the intro to okay. this Robert Morgan uh, archive of sorts. So far be it from me to question somebody who did undercover work for the FBI, because there's no record of that, obviously. Mm -hmm. However, he did it. He did it pro bono because he thought someone was selling drugs at a grade school. And also he thinks the Vatican is involved. And also he wrote a book called Soul Snatchers. And also this man really wants to fuck Bigfoot. And also this man wrote a shark screenplay. And also, and also, and also, and also he killed Fidel Castro. And also, and also, um, he's super strong. And also, um, he's a fireman, and he rides in a helicopter, and he saves cats from trees with it. And also, one time, he, um, uh, he's, he technically, he killed a dinosaur. I yes. bet. Well, what a, st 
And, and it's one of those things where it's like, as you we've heard from his works before, it's like, you know, where does the story start <laughs> and the, the reality end? <laughs> uh, no one's quite sure. Uh, the uh, I, I love the, the painting, our famous painting. Oh, yes, you can't <laughs> see this, listeners, but uh, one of the most recent posts on the Robert W. Morgan Project's Facebook page is a painting of... In fact, the very image that has haunted our nightmares for 90 episodes now. The, like, human-faced Bigfoot. It is a Bigfoot staring directly at the camera with his shoulders perpendicular to the camera, but his head staring dead down the middle, which gives the impression that his neck has been snapped. And uh, the post just says, looking at me constantly, which, <laughs> mood. Yes. Mood, Robert W. Morgan's little buddy. Yeah. It's His a... young Barnacle Boy-esque wart. It's really Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, isn't it? It is. Barnacle Boy has posted this. And I think his name should be Barnacle Boy. For, for our enjoyment, I'll refer to him as nothing else. Good. Uh, so, you yeah, know, it's a real rabbit hole. We are not done with Robert W. Morgan and by no stretch of the imagination. Uh, you took uh, his past works... Uh, mm-hmm. from his B- Bigfoot Observer's ma- Manual in a different direction. Yes, I did. So, in that uh, in that book, or in that episode, I talked a lot about, uh, about fan fiction. <laughs> You're right. And for, because this is episode 100. It's the big 100. It's the big 100. We're triple digits, motherfuckers. Oh yeah, look out. So, because of that, I decided to... Uh, treat you all to an excerpt. Uh, it's about 1,500 words right now. It's about, <laughs> I want to say, two, it's, uh, one-third done. Uh, an excerpt from Tenderfoot by Elzbeta Vatoriova. All right. Just let me get into... Let me... Uh, let me all right. Uh, we're, let me, we're sitting in the middle. We're sitting around a campfire in the middle of nowhere. Uh, a shuttle bike has, has driven us here. Hold on. Okay. So let me let me get into... Let me just dissociate into Elzbeta Batoriova here. My okay. pseudonym and also the Mark Spector to my Stephen Grant. Alright, so, let me set the scene. So, Bigfoot has been walking around in the woods. And he uh, found a penny farthing parked against an old oak tree. He investigated it. He went into this campsite and he found, like, all of... He found a boombox playing classical music. He found all of these paintings of like forest animals and bigfoot and like tea posing men uh on all these papers that are hung up everywhere around it and he's just gone into a tent that he found open those of us who have read the field guide and who have listened to the episode know that this is robert w morgan's camp so that's where we're laying a scene within the tent's confines bigfoot found more of the strangely even leaves These were smooth and shiny, and not white, but covered in something Bigfoot had no word for. It looked like an... It looked like an image that wasn't really there, like a reflection on a a pond. Yes, that was a good comparison. The humans had tricked these leaves into reflecting something that wasn't there. New magic, Bigfoot thought. The magic leaves seemed to depict humans interacting with creatures that looked somewhat like Bigfoot. The humans and creatures seemed content in each other's company. One such reflection of a passive encounter seemed to include a giant red feather that looked out of place. Bigfoot touched the feather. To his surprise, he picked it up. 
Maybe it had been a real feather tucked in between the magic leaves. Maybe Bigfoot had reached into the reflection and pulled out something real. There was no way to be sure. Oh, a feather. Bigfoot couldn't stop himself from saying. Stupid. He wasn't normally so careless. He fell silent again, hoping the human hadn't heard him. Oh, hey, forest giant. What are you doing? You, uh, in my tent? Asked the human in Bigfoot's own language. <laughs> Crap, thought Bigfoot. He turned to look at this strange explorer. It was a young man, standing with his arms out wide. <laughs> he had no hair on his face except for some short, broad tufts above his eyes and mouth. He was wrapped in cloth that depicted many intersecting lines, and his eyes. Was that a reflection of the fire on the ground? Or was there truly fire in the human's eyes? Yeah, I was just reading this. Wait, you can talk? Bigfoot continued. Was he flustered by this human? Double crap. I know lots of things, forest giant, the human said, entering the tent and zipping the door shut provocatively. I, said the human. Provocative is slowly, right? It's like... <laughs> He's welding the tent door shut. <laughs> oh, and do be warned, from this point on, it might get steamy. <laughs> like, we're normally an explicit show, but that's because we say fuck sometimes. It's gonna get worse. <laughs> You've been warned, audience. Yes, you have been warned. Uh, skip to the following time code. 4516. If you want to, uh, if you want to skip that part. Uh, if you don't want to hear me, uh, here we go. All right. I, said the human, am Robert W. Morgan. Bigfoot blinked. Oh, he said, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just that um, in our tongue, you use I am to identify your species. We don't really use names exactly. You could say the other humans call me Robert W. Morgan. Robert Weeb Morgan. <laughs> I see the difference in perspective here, said Robert coolly. The other humans only call me that because it is what I call myself. Names have power in my tongue. I've given you mine. What is yours? You don't have to answer if it makes you uncomfortable. We lay to my aka said Bigfoot. It means he who walks beneath the stars in the primal tongue. I made that up. Okay. I just made up sounds. That was fun. That was a fun part of the writing process. You learned from our Chewbacca episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I understand. You were walking beneath the stars tonight, Robert observed. So has that always been your name? No, Bigfoot admitted. Why was he saying so much? Something about this human, something about Robert made his heart race. But... That is what I call myself tonight. Robert nodded and seemed to move a little closer, like a wildcat seeing how close it could get to a deer. His fingers, small and delicate compared to Bigfoot's, touched the tips of Bigfoot's own. Bigfoot realized he hadn't been breathing for the past few seconds and shakily inhaled. How about... Began Robert... Wait, hold on, I'm laughing too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about began Robert, moving his hand slowly over Bigfoot's. How about I give you a name? Would you like that? Y yes Robert blinked for a second, thinking deeply but quickly, with a mind like a coursing river. We lay to my aka, he repeated. I like that. 
I think I like that very much. But it's long and hard to say. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. How about Willie? Do you like it when I call you that? <laughs> Willie exhaled, fully unable to summon words to his lips. He felt his pulse quicken and his abdominal muscles tighten. What was he doing? This was a mistake. This was a human. And yet... And yet something about Robert's knowing smile made everything seem simple. As if the world were temporarily small and just contained Willie, Robert, and this tent. This new world pleaded with Willie to do something. To surrender himself to this moment before the world became big and complicated again. It looks like you do, said Robert. Can... I'm sorry, I don't know what's got a hold of me, but... Can I kiss you? Willie didn't know what that meant, but he trusted Robert completely. In this moment, Robert was the king of the new world Willie had been thrust into. Whatever Robert wanted to do with him, to him, he wanted it more badly than he had ever wanted anything. This is the kicker. <laughs> this is the last paragraph that I'm going to read. Okay, cool. Because from here on it gets worse. <laughs> I... All well, right. From here on it gets better. Robert W. Morgan's face came closer and closer to Willie's. Their lips met in a beam of moonlight. This was good. Willie liked this. He needed this. Anything he could give Robert, he wanted to. Robert's tongue touched Willie's teeth. The forest giant obliged automatically, letting his tongue almost wrap around Robert's. Their heads moved back and forth as if they were drinking deeply of each other. Willie felt a human hand graze his rigid cock. <laughs> Alright, that's a good... <laughs> it gets... Uh, listeners... It's a. I'm gonna read that whole thing, and I think I'm going to. Uh, I think I'm gonna tweet it out somewhere or something. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that is what I love about that is that this this piece of media <laughs> exists because of our podcast. Yeah, yeah, like the the book alone isn't isn't what's delivering this. Instead, it's the book times our podcast equals this really overwrought pose <laughs> that also is bizarrely hot. <laughs> so. Oh, well, uh, so I, I regret that I'm going to phrase it this way, but are you, are you, do you want to play some games with Robert W. Morgan? Nah, 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 come on. Oh, by the way, I was going to write something we could both read. <laughs> uh, but... Thank you for choosing correctly. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, uh, You're the... welcome. Uh, See, it's weird when I do it. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's some real good art. I don't think I can, I can oh, really? find it right now. Uh, I, I've, I'm in I've, full squatch alert mode right now. Yes, I, I've shared this with you before, but it's a picture of um of like a man, a human man, mm -hmm. and it goes through like several stages. This was posted on the his project space. It's a sketch of a man turning into like a Sasquatch. Oh yeah, this was something we talked about where. In the last episode, we were talking about how uh, Robert W. Morgan wanted to be bitten by a Sasquatch so he could turn into one and go to Bigfoot City. I think there's some more, some more, uh, you know, merit to that than we might have originally thought. Yeah, that was just a joke. That wasn't in the book, but like, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. The, the, if the sketches are to be believed, I'll post them when we post this episode. Yeah, I remember what it looks like. Yeah, so um, let's talk... Uh, let us talk about, uh, let's play some games. Okay. So, Robert W. Morgan, <laughs> Monster Rehab. 
Monster. How would we sort him into society? Which ordinarily, and I want to be clear, ordinarily we would not do every single game that we have in order, <laughs> but this is the 100th episode, damn it. Yes, so, uh, Monster Rehab, we're, you think that he, um, there's no place for him. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know right now he, he's happy, happily retired and like a veteran's like home. Mm. Uh, but like I went to the International Cryptozoology Museum like I don't think he'd be welcome there <laughs> I think mm. he'd visit but he can't like run the show no well he's very much a victim of that uh, paranormal researcher kind of bias of everybody's a dummy except me I, I think that he uh, like kind of a mountain ranger type <laughs> like somewhere where he can go off on all his like you know Bigfoot adventures on his own get mad at people that visit that's like kind of a, a classic ranger type stereotype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, just kind of be on his own. Just ride his shuttle bike into the sunset. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Um, is there is there a happier ending for him? I think. I think he might be a viable candidate for the United States House of Representatives. Now, hear me out. Okay, uh, okay, because he would represent not just himself, but the Bigfoot. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, Republicans are bad people, and mm-hmm. Democrats can't do anything. Yep, that's the relationship right now. Yep. Yeah, so, except Bernie, who yeah. also can't do anything, but at least he <laughs> wants to. Right. So, he can get elected because he hates hippies and fat people, and maybe, maybe different races? I'm not sure about that one. Don't know. I mean, he what? I think he oh, wants yeah. to be like woke and represented. Like you know, he although I, the way he describes um, uh, the Native Americans is a little dated. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think he wants to have a good relationship with them. Okay. Can he pretend to be racist so he can win on a Republican ticket? Yes. Okay. I think he can pretend to be racist. I think uh-huh. he's like I think he's capable of deceit. <laughs> so, which politicians? That's politics, baby. Sure. So, uh. If he can get elected there, at least he has that conservative appeal to appeal to bad people. But also, he does have some environmental stuff in mind. That's a very good point, yes. He would actually be better than a lot of people that are currently in government. I would say that he's definitely, like, anti-oil, anti, like, you know, destroying national parks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's real good. In fact, um, I I wish that we could replace all the, the red people in the House of Representatives with... Um, Better conspiracies. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot of shitty ones, like the kind of worst, boring ones. I wish they were all about aliens and Bigfoots. I want lizard people conspiracy people. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I would be more satisfied with the Republicans if that was they, if that was the MO. Which, to be fair, all of these conspiracies, all these like right-wing conspiracies, all lead back to something like, and the Jews run everything. Right. Or no. like, the aliens are in charge, or the lizard men... <laughs> Like, if you dig deep enough into Q, it gets into full-on Q from Star Trek. <laughs> right. So, uh, okay, I, I think uh, I think he would have he would have a, a role to play in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, he could be friends with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and she'd be all like, I know where Bigfoot really is in uh, here, because you have a heart of gold, Robert W. Morgan. We both have three names. <laughs> Adam's family values. But, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I think for each one of these games that we have to come up with a new W. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, 
so the first one for Monster Rehab is now um Wait, Robert Whitehouse Morgan. Robert Whitehouse Morgan. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Adam's Family Values. Um, it's say, uh, Roberts, where's he in the family tree? Morgan. No, no, no. I think we got to come up with this at the end of the segment. Oh, okay. Got okay, it. So for Adam's Family Values, uh, what kind of relationship would you want to have with uh, Robert W. Morgan. Would you want him to be your dad? I argue no. No. Um, I I know exactly where I'd want him. Uh, my my grandfather on my dad's side had a sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, it, her husband is a very outdoorsy uh, like type. He lives on like a little farm in the middle Are of nowhere. Are you the son of Robert W. Morgan? No, I am not the son is of... Is that the twist? <laughs> no. Is that the 100th episode twist? Uh-uh. Am I somebody's evil twin? <laughs> Uh, no, this, they, they basically live in the, the house from Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> and he's like a, like a farmer type. And I think, uh, I think that's where, how, the distance I would want, <laughs> I would want, uh, Robert W. Morgan, like a great uncle <laughs> that I, I never encounter. Who lives in the middle of no Robert W. Ware Morgan. <laughs> great, good job, good job. Thank you. Uh, who is the monster and who is the man? Who is the monster and who is the man? Between Bigfoot and Robert W. Morgan? Oh, uh, hang on. Between Sonny Stein? No, between Bigfoot, Robert W. Morgan, and Sharks. Which one? How many monsters? And Sonny. How many monsters? How many men? (laughs) Okay. This um... is our first (laughs) four-way... Monster Man encounter. It's, it's like Although ta- not the first two-way. See fan fiction. It's a it's like a tag team. <laughs> uh, so I think. <laughs> Do you want to help me write the next chapter? Uh, the it, like in wrestling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So um, who is the monster and who is the man? Uh, the sharks are definitely the man. Sharks are the man. Yeah, sharks are the man. Uh, force giants. <laughs> monster. I think he fell into the monster category. Show up. Yeah. They're too elusive to be man. Yeah. Men are in your face. They're, they get like in all kinds of trouble. So we got one and one. Uh-huh. I've always said that about men. All right. So between Robert... and getting into trouble. Uh, Sonny, a monster or a man? Sonny, my 1061. Because he's a killer and he's very one note. Yeah. Monster. Uh, Robert <laughs> W. Morgan? Man. Monster. Oh. I, We're divided. I, I thought we were doing two and two. Not necessarily. Okay, then he's definitely a monster. Okay, good. <laughs> sharks are the man. Okay, good. Only sharks get out of the uh, scot-free. Yeah. Uh, oh, Roberts. Oh, uh, wait, wait, what do you have? I, I, uh, Robert. Wow, I just read the next segment. Man. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, ah! <laughs> Next segment's the Squatch Lorette. Oh, no, no. Would you go on a date with Robert W. Morgan in his prime? We want that, like, you, you know, that, what is it, blood, blood hunters, blood demons. Blood stalkers. Blood stalkers. You want that blood stalkers, <laughs> Robert W. Morgan? You, you, you can pass on this. You can put this on ice. We will not end the podcast without you answering this, but we can, we can save it for later. I shouldn't. Uh, the question is, will, However, will you give a rose to Robert W. Morgan? I 
I mean, personality-wise... Let me answer the question, okay. Adam. I have dated... Okay, fine. I've had sex with exactly the same kind of person as Robert W. Morgan before. <laughs> okay. I'm just kind of putting all this together now. I think I might have a type, and I think maybe I should just stick to women and non-binary people for a hot minute. Just give men a break, you know what I mean? I think I see what you're saying, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, th th unfortunately, you can't have an episode 100 without an epiphany. Apparently not, no. <laughs> no, but uh, in his... <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess he has a rose. <laughs> On... Robert... You can put like an asterisk on it. You can make it like a red feather. All right. Well, our next segment is the Squatchler. The Squatchler. <laughs> I would not date Robert W. Morgan. Okay. Well, I mean... <laughs> the Squatcher's never as much fun. I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't either. I wouldn't hang out with him. But... <laughs> I. I mean, I would. I. I've said too many negative things about this human being. <laughs> I he's a good man. I'm sure he'd be great in the environment. I want him in. <laughs> I don't think he's a good man. <laughs> uh, so uh, our our next segment is a uh, therapist. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so that has been uh, the Squatzlerette starring uh, Roberts. Why? Thank you, Morgan. Robert, would you like that, Morgan? <laughs> if he talks like that, I'm in. <laughs> therapist. No, therapy animal. Needs on the therapy. origin of the screamies. There's there's nothing. Robert W. Morgan's from Ohio. Okay, that has been uh, Robert. Where in the world, <laughs> Morgan? <laughs> Therapist, therapy animal needs therapy. Needs therapy. <laughs> yeah, the most needs therapy ever. <laughs> yes, uh, th this comes from. This is rooted in something that's so deep, like seventy year old roots is what we're talking about here. Yeah, I don't think there's. <laughs> Can you therapize your way out of this? I, I think he would just think that the therapist was a non-believer. I, I, there, uh, no, I, you cannot. Uh, uh, Roberts won't change Morgan. Okay, maybe he should be a therapist, but for people we want to punish. <laughs> uh, like just, just have like, just have like murderers and stuff sit in front of him and listen to him talk about Bigfoots until they're converted and then and then uh, he creates an army and then he wipes out the Jedi Order Do you have a seatbelts everyone for Robert W. Morgan? Yes I do. Okay Um Uh Shaving your head is different from being bald. <laughs> Robert W. Morgan has a shaved head but he may, he probably also would be bald if he let it grow out. <laughs> so he's both shaved and bald. Also, Bigfoot's not real. <laughs> this concludes my science. Uh, Time for a... Well, I mean, th 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 thanks for informing us about Roberts. Uh, um... Robert. Wow, so smooth, Morgan. <laughs> Alright, how about long stalks on the beach? A dating profile for Robert W. Morgan? A dating profile for Robert W. Morgan. You read it. <laughs> oh, yes, the entire... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh. We read it on the show, the Bigfoot Observer's Field Manual. Mm. This is what his profile would be about. Alright, press the big red button, because Robert... Wow, that was easy. Morgan. <laughs> uh, good old so many of these are just wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, good, 
Good old fashioned spook off. <laughs> no, please. Pulling up, <laughs> pulling up the fan fiction again. I'm gonna read a, I'm gonna read a different part of it. Um. Over the course of ages, trees erupted from the life-giving soil, their highest branches always yearning to touch the cool, dark firmament of the night sky. For something alive, ancient and yet mortal just as able to be felled by the logger's axe as to outlive him by centuries, to touch something far older and in his own way infinitely more beautiful as the night, was the ecstasy that the forest's wood seemed to grow for. Hold for applause. The tree's highest leaves were trying to catch a star in their green embrace, old magic reaching out into the void for older magic still. Futility. Robert's Willie's Willie Morgan. <laughs> uh, and let's finally travel to the final rating place, where we put Robert Morgan to bed for right now. Like all, like many of our undead. It's okay if he dies. Um, uh, well, we're gonna revisit this uh, this wonderful human. I'd rather do vampires again. Um, Robert Wonderful Morgan. Uh, tell me uh, your, your thoughts on this man. Or, let me... Uh, we've talked Robert Morgan plenty. Let's talk uh, Mako Jaws of Death. <laughs> Just biting my lip. <laughs> um, Mako Jaws of Death and its writer. Robert W. Morgan. I think... And forgive me for not being able to think at a Sonic the Hedgehog-like pace. <laughs> Sonny the Hedgehog. <laughs> Sonny the Stein... This is what I'm talking about. The, the, the hits keep coming and they don't stop coming, folks. <laughs> the, the worst part is when I say a joke quick and I have time to think on how terrible it was. That's why I don't react. <laughs> yes. Um, Robert W. Morgan. Uh, four out of ten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. I, I, <laughs> you know what? Zero. What are we doing here? As a writer of... <laughs> of fantasy fiction uh his work on as the writer of mako the jaws of death uh i'm gonna give it a three out of ten uh because it <laughs> he did he put his personal touch on it that gets points no matter what uh and there's a real there's a tragedy to it that i didn't think i was gonna feel yeah yeah uh, so I, I give him a lot of respect for that uh but ultimately i don't think it's a movie i'm gonna revisit uh i'll revisit before i watch digby again though so <laughs> Uh, what does that tell you? I'd rather watch Digby again. I don't want to see another... I don't want to... I didn't understand anything that anyone said in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I... Both are would be tougher. That's a tough, uh, Sophie's choice. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yep, that's, a. Uh, that is our outing for our episode 100. Thank you so much for joining us for triple digits worth of episodes. Uh, you guys are, are amazing. I love all the fan interactions that we have. I I love uh, people that I, I love that every week our dumb jokes find ears. I love that every week our dumb jokes find ears. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think I discovered a new bit. Well, thank both of you for listening. Uh, <laughs> um we are uh we're we're sorry that we didn't bring in uh we didn't bring in a cavalcade of every character we've ever done on the show, which is what I wanted to do. <laughs> no, like, uh, we'll, Colonel Colonialism comes back. Uh 
Vampire Alley. Um, fucking Grimm Brothers. Oh, they're, yeah. They're back. It's just a real uh, Avengers symbol of our, our assorted characters. Jimmy Stewart. Uh, Jimmy Neutron is behind the mechanics of them all returning. And, of course, Robert W. Morgan. <laughs> right. Um, He's the Thanos. He's at least pointing his <laughs> helicopter sword and an army of forest giants come up to fight everybody else. He is the Thanos of this show. I didn't think about that. He's the Thanos of this show. Uh, and the Infinity Gems are are just, are these works of his. <laughs> Mako's one stone. The Bigfoot Observer's Manual's one. Soul Snatchers is going to be the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> we we just need to wait until we do six Robert W. Morgan episodes. We've done three. And then he snaps and I disappear from the podcast and do something else with my fucking life. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, we do want to spread out our, our uh, upcoming releases. We want to put a little more time and effort into kind of... Yes. Uh, uh, instead of rushing a, a one every week. Yes. As it stands, we do not do enough research for this show. <laughs> Uh, we don't have a plan, we don't have an outline, and I want to fix that. I want to make a bit of a higher quality product. Yeah, which so, I'm all for. So I want to start moving to a bi-weekly schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, am, I am aware that this is normally the death knell for podcasts. <laughs> this can be like a death blow. I think so. Uh, I, I think it's not unheard of. Sometimes like cutting back means that they like don't come back. Yeah. But uh, we... At least it's not, we're going on a hiatus. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, hiatus is your death now. <laughs> no, it, there's a month off and that's something, but we're going on hiatus would be like, absolute, oh, the podcast is over. Mm. No, uh, we, we've got, pl- we, we've got a, other ideas for episodes and stories that we haven't done yet. This podcast will not go out quietly. <laughs> I will kill it. <laughs> No, uh, I think we've got lots of other monsters and I, some guest spots coming up, too. We do. We have some guest spots. Uh, we're going to do some guest spots and we have some people coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, how, I many, th- how many episode ideas do we still have on the episode ideas list? Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Scroll down to the very bottom there. Uh, there's at least 39 more episodes. 139 more episodes. Oh, I didn't realize that... The- <laughs> Uh, yes, there are 139 more episode ideas written down on here. <laughs> and we come up with them faster than we do them. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, so uh, we want to uh, a lot. Yeah, we want to uh, provide the best product that we can. So uh, tune in from two weeks from now when we uh, take a take a closer look at our cavalcade of of past creations. Yeah, we're going to take a look at uh, what we've done so far. And uh, this was Adam's pick for the 100th episode. Mm hmm. And uh, now we're going to do my pick, which is the whole, uh, we're going to look at a spreadsheet. (laughs) Yeah, so if you enjoy crunching the numbers about our goofball monster show, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, gang. So, all both of you. (laughs) Uh, uh, Until we meet Robert Morgan again. Monster that's under my bed Get along with the voices inside of my head You're trying to save me, stop holding your breath Yeah, you think I'm crazy, yeah, you think I'm crazy Well, that's not fair Well, that's not fair